Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And we would love for you to call in to today's program, to Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado, and I am your host for this hour, ready to take your questions and prayer requests. As you just heard, this is a program where you, the listener, get to call in and uh, ask questions about the Bible or Christian living. And I just want to go to the Word of God with you, bring some clarity and understanding the best I know how. And I want to be able to also pray for you as uh, you call in with prayer requests. And I know that uh, we who are listening, whether it's Grace FM all along the Front Range, 101.7 down in southern uh, Colorado, from Monument down to Pueblo, and then in northern Colorado, from Castle Rock up into uh, Greeley and Fort Collins, and in southern Wyoming, uh, call. And uh, we'd love to pray for you and minister to you, answer your questions. want to also welcome the Hope FM listeners. Uh, you're one week delayed, but you can call at this time. Call that number, 303-690-3000. And I'd love to talk with you and encourage you and uh, be able to talk about the things of the Lord and point you to the Word of God any way that I can. Also, online listeners, I know that there are those who have us online. You can call anywhere in the country, that number, 303-690-3000. The way to do this is grab one of those lines early in the show. You'll, you'll get on, and uh, maybe it's a question that uh, a Bible study brought up or your own devotions, or maybe you heard a teaching that you have a question about, and uh, maybe you need prayer for family or for uh, loved ones or for your situation. Uh, we just love to be able to go to the Lord together today. You know, it's David that would write in Psalm 25, that show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your paths, lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation, on you I wait all the day. And it's so wonderful that we have a God who desires to teach us his ways, to lead us um, in his truth, to know that his word is truth that is given to us, absolute truth, and all scripture is inspired by God. It is God-breathed, and it is profitable for us for doctrine, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And that's what we want to do on this show. We want to be able to minister to you uh, and to be able to uh, bless you and uh, to uh, bring uh, answers to you any way that we can. 303-690-3000. You have a way to be able to text in a question as well. And uh, as time permits, we will uh, look at those text questions at 720-336-0897. Again, 720-336-0897. That is a text line. No one's going to answer that uh, that uh, number uh, you can text in a question uh, on your uh, phone and be able to ask a question or give a prayer request. Love to be able to look at those uh, as time permits in this hour of Calvary Live. Again, uh, three 
1-800-690-3000 to be live on the show. Why don't we go to Adam in Longmont? Adam, you're on Calvary Live. Hello. How are you today? Better than yesterday. Well, that's good. Yesterday wasn't bad. I just, every day has got to be better than yesterday if you want to live right. Uh-huh. So you got a question for me? Yes. Um, you see, I've uh, heard lately um, with, from multiple churches, pastors, radio networks, all that stuff, lately there's this thing that's kind of been slipping into the churches about basically self-idol worshiping and uh, this whole captain of my own life kind of thing. And uh, it kind of meets up with, you know, ambition. But, you know, um, people are supposedly teaching the gospel incorrectly to where you, it's kind of inching its way towards taking God out of it and making man more the ruler. Uh, have you heard of that right. kind of thing going on? I, you know, I don't listen to a lot of, you know, pastors and teachers and stuff, but Adam, it does remind me that there was a popular bu- bumper sticker years ago that said that God is my co-pilot. And that's what I was thinking about when you were talking about these very things. And my answer to that was, I'm going to let God be the pilot and get in the back seat and let him direct and guide my life. Um, you know, he has given us uh, a brain to think. He's given us, um, you know, where we can use common sense. But for me, I believe that we need to be submissive to the Lord. We need to be going to the Lord in every area of our lives and asking for wisdom and, um, and to rely on him completely and totally. That's where I want to be. Because I know this, when I start being self-reliance in any area of my life, that's where I'm going to have a tendency to fail. Okay. So my question is, obviously there are those of people who utilize God and those who don't. There are those of people who simply want to take everything into their own hands and do everything their way and they really, really work their butt off. They'll burn the candle at both ends. You know what I'm talking about. The person that takes God completely out of the equation and just does everything they can and digs their teeth and nails into whatever they do, but they take God out of the equation entirely. Now, my question to you is, where does ambition, tenacity, self-perseverance, long-suffering, and straight-up grit and work ethic meet up with self-idolatry? Because when a person thinks too much about themselves, you know, like, I need right. to go to the gym, I need my money, I need my job, I need my car, blah, 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 you know, I, 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 me, 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 my, my, my. Where does that meet up with a good Christian life? Because I, myself, um, I'm very ambitious, very tenacious. I, I am absolutely just dead set on making the best of everything and utilizing every waking minute. There's not a, there's not a moment of rest, and I like it that way. Right. But, but, and I do, and I pray, I go to church, I read my Bible, and I make time for those things. But I was told that to be careful of my actions, because when I get too sucked into my own life, then I tend to push, then uh, they warned me about pushing God out. So where does self-worship, basically, because if you think too much of yourself, it could be considered idolatry, meet up with mm-hmm. ambition and grit? Where's the, where's the boundary? Where's the, how do you know you went too far in pushing yourself to the limit? Well, yeah, and and if I had a hundred percent, you know, accurate answer, or this is the line, uh, I'm going to speak for me because um, I've I've you know lived a few years. Um, I'm a little bit older. I know for me that I was you know kind of the same way. I like to work. One of the things that was taught to me by my dad is 
that work is good and that play must be earned. And he taught me to work. And one of the things that when I got into ministry, Adam, was I may not be the smartest guy. I may not be the funniest. I may not be the most dynamic speaker, but I will outwork you. And, and that was something that was, you know, a trademark that I still want to work hard. I still want to do my very best, but I want to be under the direction of the Holy Spirit and God guiding me in my life because it's kind of like the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness, that pillar of fire, pillar of cloud that would lead them. Um, when it got up and moved, they packed up camp and they moved. And I want to be where the Lord wants me to be. And I think that takes a lot of prayer. I think it takes a lot of discernment and seeking the Lord in this word, because those verses that I just read um, in the beginning of the show in Psalm 25, that you are the God of my salvation, on you I wait all the day, that's a hard thing for me at times, is to wait. But there are times where the Lord wants me to wait, there are times where he wants me to go forward, and there are times where he says no. And that takes prayer and having a peace that rules in your heart, um, and that is seeking the Word of God to guide you in every single direction. I don't think the Lord has called us to be lazy. I don't think the Lord has called us to be just lethargic and sleepy spiritually, but to be sober, to be vigilant, to be watching, but to seek Him and to, to look to Him and say, Lord, do you want me to go in this direction? Do you want me to do this ministry? Do you want me to be involved in this? Uh, and to have Him just guide us every single day and to be open to flexibility. He may want to change that, you know, just being led by the spirit of the Lord each and every day. And that's for me. Um, and do I do it hundred percent perfect? No, I, I don't, but I'm kind of, you know, a little bit of a go getter. Um, I like to work hard from the time I get up to the time I go to bed uh, but there are times where I can get ahead of the Lord. There are times where I get involved with something that the Lord was like, I didn't really want you to get involved with that. But it's all just being sensitive to the leading of the Lord in your life. Okay. So where would you say when, while pursuing success, I'll give you a very quick example. I know multiple people that are retired at 30, 40, 50, blah, blah, blah. They're entrepreneurs and nonetheless, but... While they were retired, they didn't, you know, move to Arizona and then watch the prices right and play golf and wait to die. Then they ended up pursuing their dreams. One of them actually went to go build wells in Uganda and help out third world countries. Another one wanted to open up a couple churches. You know, while pursuing success and retiring young and pursuing success, they were able to get their lives free so that they can have their life back. So in pursuing success so that I can get my life which inevitably means pursuing certain things, monetary and things of this world, of course. But in, in pursuing success, how do you know? What's a good warning sign to know that all of a sudden it's taking the place of God? Well, I think you're asking a good question, because for them that have done that, if that's what the Lord would have them to do, you know, that's that's something that they sense the Lord is, is wanting them to do. I But I have known people that said, that I will do this, I will serve the Lord when I reach this goal, when I have this amount of money, uh, then I'll be able to go to the mission field, then I'll be able to serve at the church. But Adam, I'll tell you, what happens over time is people don't do that. 
Um, they reach those goals and then it's something else. And I think that's where you begin to realize that, you know what, um, this is a priority in my life is to pursue the things of the world. Listen, we all have cares of the world. I know people that got businesses. I know people that, um, that are very successful in what they do and they do it well. And, but they love the Lord. And I think as you use that word success, I'm going to give you, um, what success is from the book of Joshua. Ooh, can I, Joshua ooh, ooh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but can I give you a, I'm sorry, can I give you a definition of success too that might coincide with that one? <laughs> well, I'm going to read to you from Joshua. Okay. okay go ahead. Go ahead. Go that ahead, the first. book that Joshua was going to go in, the Lord said, wherever, where, where you put your foot, you're going to possess the land. But the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismay, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The best sense of the word success is desiring to grow in the Lord, live for the Lord where you're at today, whatever that might mean for you. Okay. Well, okay. That is, it, it coincides. Hey, I, I was always keep, thought that success is, um, you know, you could, success isn't really relative on anything material. It's not relative on anything that has principle. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So I could totally see that coinciding with a, a faith walk in Christ, because it's well, the progressive I, realization of a worthy ideal. Yeah, and I think success... To meet a successful person is one who's desiring to live for the Lord and be used of the Lord. Um, you know, yeah, they, it's, they it's find n- the purpose. It's They're, the, you yeah. know, the, what they got put them on the earth to yeah. do. For some people, yeah. it's to own a business. For some people, it's to start a yeah. church. For some people, it's, you know, tons of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So thanks, Adam. Good question. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You bet. God bless you. God bless you, too. Bye. All right. How this works is when somebody hangs up, you can uh, call in, and uh, we desire for you to be able to be on the show, so uh, we want to fill up those lines, and let's uh, continue on. But 303-690-3000 is the number to call, or call. Let's go to Carlos in New Jersey. Carlos? Carlos? Oh, yeah. Hello. Sorry. How are you? I just um have a question. Uh-huh. Yes, I just have a question. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh when we die, do we get a new body or we we still keep the old one? Cuz I know when no. Jesus came back to life, he still has his um his old body like with holes in his hands and and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah. I'm wondering, do we get the same exact body or I'm going to make reference to you to 1 Corinthians 15. I would encourage you to read the whole chapter because it's a long chapter. But Paul talks about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And because Jesus Christ rose from the grave, um, we have the promise that we're going to be resurrected. But Paul goes on to say something. I'm going to read from verse uh, 40. He says, There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. The glory of the celestial is one, the glory of the terrestrial is another. That word celestial means a heavenly body. Terrestrial means an earthly body. And he goes on to say, also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is shown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. 
It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. So what the Bible teaches us is that when we die, our our bodies um, are put into the ground or cremated or whatever, and one day we're going to get new celestial bodies, new heavenly bodies. What exactly those bodies will look like, I don't know, but they are not going to get sick. Um, they're not going to be diseased. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13 indicates to us we're going to know one another, um, but um, we're going to get new heavenly bodies. It's interesting, you made reference to Jesus when he came back. I think he gives us a little bit of a hint um, of the our resurrected bodies. He was able to go through doors. Uh, he was able to eat. Uh, but also we have a description of Jesus in John chapter 1 in his glorified state. And then in John chapter 5, we see the lamb as though he had been slain, bearing the marks that you made reference to. So what exactly our new bodies are going to look like, uh, Carlos? I don't know, but we are going to get new bodies when we die uh, at the time of the rapture of the church, uh, at the resurrection. All right, all right. Thank you. So, Thank you. I appreciate it. And you know, Carlos, you know, yep. I'm hoping when I get that new body that I'll be more slim. I'm hoping <laughs> I'll have more hair. <laughs> I'll be more, you know... Yeah. <laughs> as, long as, I, as long as I get a new one and I'm not in burning hell, I'm good. I don't care if I'm missing an Amen. arm or the leg. I don't care. I'm going to be good. You're going to be good. And it's going to be good. And it's going to be much better. Like, I don't know if you noticed that today I got a cold and um, I'm praying that my voice holds out for the hour. None of that will happen in heaven. Just new heavenly bodies, and I'm looking so forward to it for all eternity. Yes. Amen. Thanks, Carlos. Appreciate your phone call. Shalom to you. All right, 303-690-3000. It'll be great when we get new heavenly bodies. There's been a lot of flus and colds going around all across the nation, Uh, not only here in Colorado, but you guys on the East Coast on Hope FM. uh, That's where Carlos is calling from uh, in New Jersey, also uh, being heard in Maryland and Pennsylvania. So good to hear from you guys. Um, But uh, here's here's the... um, uh, thing about, you know, when we go to heaven, no more sickness and colds and flus and, and all that. And, and I look so forward to it. Uh, but this body's got to die first uh, before we get that new heavenly body. Let's go to Darby and Evans. Darby? Darby, you're on Calvary Live. Darby, did you drop on us? Anyway, I, I got a little note. Thanks for being on the air. Encouragement. I appreciate it. If you want to get back, we'd love to hear from you, Darby, but I appreciate the encouragement and uh, and that you're listening. I want to say thank you to all of you who are listening to uh, Calvary Live. It's such a a blessing and a privilege to be with you. And uh, so give us a call to answer your questions, 303-690-3000. Let me give you that um, the uh, text line again for texting your questions in. And don't want to forget about that. And the text questions uh, can be at 720-336-0897. And usually we get a lot of texts, but I'm noticing no text questions have come in. So uh, send one of those text questions 
and love to be able to uh, answer them or pray for you. We're also here to pray with you on Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. We got a beautiful day, a whole lot different than it was on Sunday as we had a storm move through, and it was particularly windy and cold and snowy uh, Sunday morning here, and it's good to see the sun come out. I want to remind everybody up here in the Greeley area, we'll be back at services at 7 o'clock tomorrow night, going through the book of Isaiah, and then continuing with Hebrews on Sunday morning as uh, we have three morning services, 8, 9, 30, and 11 o'clock. Let's go to Trina in Baltimore. Trina? Hi, Pastor. Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I just, I have a question and a prayer request. Um, okay. My, my question um, refers to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 13 through 15. And um, I was confused, especially the last line, um, line 15, where it says, if anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. I think I was confused as yet so as through fire. What, what does that mean? I mean, uh, I was just Good. confused yeah, about great, that. Yeah, great, great. And people do become confused. There, one of the things, Trina, is a lot of people don't understand Christians that when we go to heaven, there's going to be rewards that are going to be given to us. Um, you can make a, a cross-reference. I'm going to give it to you to Second Corinthians chapter 5, uh, verse 10, that says, We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. And there are people that read that and think, gosh, am I going to be judged for my works? But as Paul is writing about that, he's not talking about salvation. He's talking about works that we do in the body, whether good or bad. In other words, the Bible talks a whole lot about rewards that are going to be given to us. Jesus took the judgment for you and for me on Calvary's cross, right? right. We, can't, we can't earn our salvation. Salvation comes by faith alone in Jesus Christ in the finished work of the cross. Praise God for that. But with that said, the Bible talks a whole lot about that when we go to heaven, we're going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Now, that word in the Greek means bema reward seat. And when Paul was writing to the Corinthians, the Corinthians, you know, being a strong Greek culture, they understood exactly what Paul was saying, because at that time was the ancient, um, uh, uh, you know, Olympic Games in uh, Rome that wasn't far away. There was the Isthmus Games that were in Corinth, and the winners of those events would stand on the Bema reward seat, and they would be given rewards for you know winning the event or coming in first, second, and third, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. What you and I do for Christ, there are rewards that are going to be given to us. Jesus told parables of the parable of the talents, the parable of the mina. Um, he said that um, that a nobleman gave a mina to to his servants, went away to a faraway country uh, to receive that, um, you know, that country, that kingdom, that is. And then he came back, and they were to give an account for what was given to them. And there was rewards that was given. So as you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, where you're asking, those mm-hmm. rewards are going to be term- be determined. They're likened to gold, silver, and precious metals. 
as you read, or wood, hay, and stubble. And what we do for Christ, motivate it for our love for him. Motivate it because we want to further the kingdom. What we do for him, that is what's going to be judged, those works. And all of the works that that we do, and I know that none of our works are perfect because some of the works that I have done, maybe out of selfish ambition, maybe out of conceit, maybe out of you know wanting to focus on myself and me be noticed, that's like wood, hay, and stubble. And mm-hmm. that instantly is going to burn up. And all the works that I have done for Christ, motivated, as Paul would say in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, that is the love of Christ that constrains us or motivates us. Because I love you, Lord, and because I want to further the kingdom, and I want to serve you, those are like a gold, silver, and precious metals. And when we stand at the Bema reward seat of Christ, again, we're not going to be judged for our sins. Jesus took that upon the cross but the works that we have done. And there are rewards to be given. There are crowns that are mentioned, rewards to be given for what we have done in the body, whether good or bad. And then Paul explains in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, as he says that that all of our works are going to be tried by by fire is what's going to happen. And uh, in verse 13, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of sort it is. And if anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he receives a reward. And then you're asking uh, about the next couple of verses. If anyone's work is burned, that's the wood, hay, and stubble, he will suffer yeah. loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. So none of us do any work perfectly. So the wood, hay, and stubble, uh, of our lives are going to burn up, and what we have done for Christ is that what's going to last and will be rewarded when we stand at the Bema reward seat of Christ. Does that help? Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, yes it you does. Know, and um, and Trina, I, I also have a, a prayer request, too. Absolutely. Um, and Trina, I, ju- uh, I just want to add, add to that one thing. This uh-huh. may help you. It's kind of like this. When we go home to be with the Lord, it kind of falls into what Carlos was talking about, um, when we go to heaven. Um, but when we go home, the first one that we're going to see is our Lord. And I, I think about Revelation chapter 1, that he has described to us those eyes of flames. And when we go home to be with the Lord, he's going to look at us. I, I just think about this, with those eyes of flame, um, and everything that is unlike him is going to burn up. And then all the things that that you know, are of him, are going to shine forth. And then Jude says that he's going to present us faultless before the Father with exceeding joy. And I imagine the Lord saying to you, to me, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And then the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ, who loves us so much, will usher us into the throne room of the Father, And the Father and the Son are going to rejoice over you. That's how I see it. And so we want to store up our treasures in heaven. And, you know, I'm looking forward to those rewards. And I want to live for the Lord every single day because the rewards that we receive here on earth are going to go away, are going to go away. So anyway, I just wanted to add that. You have a prayer request? I thank you. Um, Yes, I I do. For my daughter, um, 
I grew up um, Catholic, and when I raised my daughter on my own since she was five, um, and always took her to church. We did prayers, we did rosary, we did everything. But um, when she went to high school and college, she just kind of like grew away from everything. And then five years ago, I, I never knew what born again meant until I was born again five years ago in my Baptist church, my local Baptist church here. And um, and I just wanted to tell the whole world. And I, I talked to my daughter, and, and I, I felt like I was pushing her away. And she did come to church a few times, but then... Um, People on her father's side of the family kind of moved her away. Trina, you Uh hear the music. We're going to a break, so I want you to just hang on. We'll be back in about 90 seconds, and I want you to finish your thought, and then we're going to pray, okay? Okay, hang on. We'll We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. I am Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. It's good to to be on the air with you. We were talking with Trina. She had a prayer request and kind of uh, we got interrupted for the break, so I want to go back to Trina. Trina, you still with us? Yes, I am. Trina, you want to finish your thought? Appreciate you holding oh. and and being oh, patient. Oh, that's okay. Oh, that's okay. Thank you. Um, um, so, a prayer for my daughter. She's not saved. She's of the world. She lives in another country. It's hard for me to to get with her to talk to her. And when I do, she doesn't want to hear anything religious. She says, and we have. Uh, she did come to visit in uh, in August and. But she was like so completely different, and it's like I, mm-hmm. I'm just so beside myself. Knowing what I know now, since being saved, I'm thinking right. I, I just can't bear the thought of her not being saved. Because I even said that Lord, if 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 whatever that you need to do, I, I need for her to be saved, and I'm just beside yeah. myself, and I don't want to push her away by keep you know talking yeah. to her. And everything, so I don't even know what to do on that on that end. Well, so I just you're give her to you're the Lord. doing you're doing the right thing, and that is asking for prayer, and you keep praying. Um, and it must be difficult, not only you know uh, having a daughter that isn't saved, and and we hurt for her children. Um, I got four kids, and you know I um, pray for them more than ever before as they become adults, and because the world is just pulling on them, and. Uh, I mm-hmm. see the young people that have gone through, you know, the church here. Sometimes the world pulling on them. They're like, they're like my kids. Uh, I care for them, and mm-hmm. so I can understand uh, what you're feeling. But we need to pray, and we're going to pray for your daughter. And that's what you're to do, um, because you're right. Um, we need to have the Lord open up their ears and soften their hearts and take the blindfold away. And you keep praying, and um, and that's what we're going to do right now. There's always okay. hope as you pray, and uh, continue to pray and try to encourage. It, it reminds me of um, I, I don't know if this is. Um, I, I remember I, I remember I'll never forget Jim Irwin. Did you ever hear hear of Jim Irwin? 
he was okay. he was yeah. one of he was mm-hmm. one of the astronauts that walked on the moon. Oh, okay, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I I knew him a little bit I, when I was young. Um, I heard his testimony how he was on the moon, and he looked back on the Earth and he said, "Wow, God, you're so real." I mean. Mm-hmm. And and it just touched him, and God touched his heart while he was on the moon, and he became a Christian. And I heard his testimony. So whether your daughter's in another country or on the moon, God can reach her, and and he desires to. And so we're going to pray for her. And I want that to be an encouragement to you. Thank you. Um, that you keep praying and don't stop praying and, and so, Father, we lift up Trina's daughter to you. She's in another country. Our young people are being pulled into the world. Um, they are um, ones that so much pull is on them. The enemy is working overtime to deceive. So I pray for her. I pray that wherever she's at, even at this moment, as we come together and lift her up to you, that you would soften her heart, that you would open her eyes spiritually, that you would draw her to yourself, that you take the blindfold away that the enemy puts on, um, and that she would understand that you are real and that you love her and that you have provided forgiveness of sin and salvation and right relationship with the Father, and you have a plan for her, that she would come to know your love and come to surrender to you she understands that this world is not her hope. And Lord, I pray that you would just touch her heart in a very real way. And I pray for Trina, that you would give her the wisdom to be able to minister to her daughter and that you would bring the comfort that she needs and the strength that she needs to be able to minister to her. So we pray for her. I, I just pray for those who have daughters and sons who are running from you, Lord, that you would draw them to yourself. And, and Lord, I think of the father when he went, I believe, and looked every single day for that prodigal son to come back, and then he came back. So that's what I pray, is that Trina's daughter would come back and that she would come to know you truly and to walk with you in every way. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And her name is Sarah, and I appreciate your prayers, Pastor Jeff. Thank you. You bet. And I will be praying. Okay, keep keep me updated when you, you feel led to do that. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you, and God bless you. God bless you, Trina. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know, it is hard. Um, as we have, those of us who have children, as they're growing up and they get older, there's such a pull on the world on them, and um, and there's the enemy that's working overtime in the lives of our young people, and, and we want to pray for them. We want to um, continue to pray for them and encourage them. And then uh, we as parents, we need to support one another. And, uh, be you know, one of the things that I always uh, encourage the congregation here is pray for one another, pray for the families, pray for our children, because the enemy in the world is working overtime on them and pulling them away. There's so many things out there to uh, to distract them and pull them away in the world. And uh, we need to be praying. And that's where the battle is going to be. So uh, we want to continue to pray. Hey, we got open lines. So uh, love for you to catch 
and and grab one of those open lines at 303-690-3000. There is a means for you to text in as well, 720-336-0897. If you're thinking I sound a little hoarse, uh, because I am a little hoarse, I've been fighting a cold like uh, a lot of people have been in the flus and stuff. So uh, I think that... um, that, you know, again, we need to pray for one another in that area. And Father, I just pray for those who are sick. A lot of people I know in our congregation have been sick with the flu and colds. Just pray for your healing. And as we find ourselves in the middle of January, uh, it's running rapid in all of the states from the West Coast to the East Coast. And Lord, I just pray for your hand of healing and protection and strength that come upon all those who have been afflicted uh, right now um, in I just pray that you would uh, strengthen their bodies in every way in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's go to Amber in Broomfield. Amber? Hello? Hi, Amber. You're on Calvary Live. Hi. Thank you, Pastor. Um, I was just calling uh, for a prayer request. Um, My husband and I found out yesterday that an old friend of ours... um, Passed away. Um, I don't know if it's appropriate to bring it up, but suicide. He committed suicide, and um, he was just waiting and heavy on my heart when we heard the news yesterday. And uh, I just wanted to say a prayer for his mother and for the wife that he left behind. Um, Not getting into details on the circumstances surrounding it, but uh, no, you don't really sad. Hello, it is. You're there. It's in Amber- really, yeah, really and I, sad, and I just it I, is. I feel for them, and it's like a prayer request yeah. for them. And absolutely. And Father, I do pray. As Amber calls in, she's heard the news brokenhearted over um, a friend that, um, that uh, took his own life and leaves a mother and a wife, and we pray for them. We pray for the mother and the wife because I know that there's a deep grief that they are now going to go through and questions, and confusion. And so, Lord, I pray that you would enter into that situation completely and fully to bring, Lord, just bring comfort and bring health and strength over time. And, Lord, um, I just pray for Amber, if she has opportunity to be able to minister to the family, that you would be with her. And, Lord, um, when we are confronted with things that we don't understand, we can fall back on what we do understand. And that is that um, you desire to work in this situation. And that, Lord, I just pray for all those. Maybe maybe there's somebody listening that is contemplating taking their own life, that they would understand that your desire is for them to live, to live. They have a reason to live, and that is for you and to trust in you. And Lord, bring that uh, truth to them and um, to get the help that they need. And so, Lord, we just pray for this individual, their family. We pray for all those who are struggling with suicidal thoughts, Lord, that you would bring comfort to them and to understand that they are to turn to you and to to choose life. And so, Lord, we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Amber. Have a great evening. You too. God bless you. Bye-bye. If anybody's out there, you know, and you struggle with the, those thoughts, listen, that the Lord wants you to live, and there's always a reason to live. And that's um, his message to you. And 
he desires to bring the strength and comfort to you and for you to get help to reach out to somebody, a loved one, tell them of the struggles, you know, and it's a very difficult, very difficult thing where you're in that to where you feel so hopeless. There is always hope in Jesus Christ. So please, please get help. Please turn to the Lord and cry out to him. He's there to help you and give you the strength that you need. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Robert in Loveland. Robert? Hey there. How are you, Robert? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How about you today? I'm doing good, except for my voice, but we're hanging in there. Well, hopefully uh, everything goes better with your voice there. Um, it will eventually. I had a prayer, prayer request for, a, mm-hmm. uh, for my brother-in-law's dad. He had recently had a heart attack, and he's in the hospital currently, and having uh, ventilators, you know, do his heart for him, and he's had a a few stints put in to help that out, and he's going through recovery, and uh, we still don't know the status of what's going on, but just I'd do a prayer request for uh, his dad, Chuck, and also for his family going through that, the cousins, the kids, uh, the mom, and even a wife. Oh, just thought I'd put that out there. Absolutely. We'd love to do that. And Father, as Robert has called in, uh, I thank you that he cares enough for Chuck um, as he's had a heart attack on ventilator, had stents put in. And Lord, we just pray for his family, kids, his wife, uh, cousins, everyone involved that care for him. And we lift Chuck up to you. We pray that um, he would recover, that he would uh, body would be strengthened. I pray that you be with the nurses and with the doctors, uh, that you would uh, be with them in, in treating him, that, uh, Lord, that there would be recovery, and, and Lord, there would be um, you know, rehabilitation. Lord, we just pray for him. We just pray for you would show yourself strong on his behalf and bring comfort to his family and during this trial and difficulty. And, Lord, just be with them and comforting them and strengthening them in, in every way. And we pray for your healing hand upon Chuck. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much. I, know, I just I strongly believe prayer is power and you know, more it people is. that know about it and uh, you get, get things going. So thank you amen. again. Thank you, Robert, for calling in. So, all right. 303-690-3000. I believe we have open lines. We got a means for you to text. We can look at text messages. Um, we have a text message that has come in uh, for somebody. Uh, prayer prayer for my daughter and her husband. Um, and um, recently lost twin girls when she was three months pregnant, miscarried. Uh, she is struggling to understand. So, Lord, I just pray for this prayer request that's come in. Uh, for this one is once prayer for her daughter and her husband. And um, it's so hard. Uh, you're the one that forms us in the mother's womb. And the loss of those twin uh, girls um, can be so hard and devastating. And Lord, I pray that you bring comfort to um, her daughter, uh, to her husband. And Lord, that again, when we're confronted with things that we don't understand, we can fall back on things that we do understand that her twin girls are with you um, and in heaven, but, Lord, also that you want to work your comfort in this time of grief for them, and, and Lord, that they would turn to you, 
and turn to your love and, and eventually find rest and peace in their hearts in this situation. So we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And so some of you I know have gone through lust, uh, lost. We want to pray for you. We want to minister to you. And um, give us a call if you got a prayer request. we still got open lines. And uh, we've got plenty of time in the show. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. I am Jeff Figgs uh, here with you today on Calvary Live and uh, taking your questions and prayer requests. And let's go to, again, uh, to the text line again um, as um, there is a question or another prayer request that has come in. Um, Let's see, pull it up here. I seem to have lost it. So, hey, give me a text then. Um, 720-336-0897 is the number to call. And uh, I'd love to talk with you and converse with you. As I mentioned, uh, here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, uh, we'd love for you to come to one of our Bible studies as on Wednesday nights, we're going through the book of Isaiah. Isaiah is one of the most incredible books uh, in all of the Bible. We'll be in chapter 18 as we're going through that section uh, in the book of uh, Isaiah that deals with proclamations against nations. Very relevant to us today. Uh, some things um, that uh, are, are given in that uh, prophecy that are, uh, are very much applicable to us and we can learn from. So come join us at 7 o'clock. we got a place for all the kids from nursery, children's ministry, youth groups. Love to see you come out on Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. We're easy to find. Check out our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com. And then on Sunday mornings, 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock, uh, we have uh, the uh, study in the book of Hebrews. So uh, an incredible study Hebrews is. Very important to understand, and the whole theme of Hebrews is Jesus is superior. Um, so uh, I would um, encourage you to come out, study God's Word with us, uh, love to be able to serve you and your family in any way. CalvaryChapelGreeley.com is the number to call. We do have a, 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 a prayer request on uh, the text line, and that is um, uh, uh, somebody asking for prayer concerning their husband, um, and um, seems like she is being belittled or he's being judgmental. Uh, so, Father, I just pray for this marriage. I just pray that you would, Lord, just minister to them in, in a very powerful way um, and for you to help him to live with his wife in an understanding way because that's the commandment of Scripture. So, Lord, I just pray that you would um, just minister to this couple, that they would come together and look to you to really love and cherish one another. Help us as husbands to do that. Uh, to live with their wives, not only in an understanding way, but to love them as Christ loves the church. So I just pray that this would take place in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so we have Adam from Longmont. Adam, Adam, yeah. you're on Calvary Live. Thank you. I, um, I already called. I have one more. Uh, I had another question. You had lines open, so I freaked out. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Um, the Bible is very clear. You know, drinking wine is, or I mean, drinking alcohol is uh, it's an impairment. It's not very, not necessarily good for you. The Bible also says in Matthew, it's not what goes into a man that defiles a man. It's what comes out of his man. Because what comes out of a man is, you know, lies and blasphemies and stuff like that. Um, 
And in uh, Genesis, it said that all the plans of the field are for man. So my question for you is, is it okay, biblically, and I, I want a biblical answer, uh, I don't care what the world thinks, is it okay, biblically, to either smoke, drink, or ingest marijuana? I know you can use it for rope and stuff, but um, is it not, is it, is it unbiblical to smoke marijuana or ingest or drink it in any way, shape, or form? Because alcohol is obviously wrong, but it doesn't really reference anything, but it says it's not what goes into you that defiles you, it's all the plants are for you, you know. Um, now, if you're mixing weird stuff with it, that's probably a different category, but you know, uh, biblically speaking, what, what is it? In Ephesians chapter 5, Paul's talking about walking in wisdom. He says, See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. This is the will of the Lord. Do not be drunk with wine, which is the dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. The Lord desires for us to be filled with the Spirit. And he desires for us not to be drunk with wine, which will impair your thinking. Marijuana could be put into the same kind of category. And I think you touched on it a little bit. Um, It's legal to drink. You're 21, you can drink. Um, it's legal to buy marijuana in Colorado, and I get Christians that ask me, is it okay if I smoke dope? And it's like, the Lord's will is this. He does not want us to be impaired with drugs or with alcohol, and he wants us to be filled in in the Spirit. And I want to give you a practical kind of application to that in the book of Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 10, that... Adam, what we have there is the story of Nabat and Abihu. They were two of the sons of Aaron. And when they dedicated the tabernacle, it was a holy happening. And, and you know, all of a sudden in this excitement and the glory of the Lord was being shown, all of a sudden these two sons of Aaron who were the priests, Nabat and Abihu, they lit their censers, ran into the Holy of Holies, and they offered what was called profane fire, strange fire. And all of a sudden, fire came from heaven and consumed them. And so in that, we see that the Lord comes back to Aaron and says, Aaron, tell your other two sons, when you guys come into the tabernacle, to the house of God, that they're not to be intoxicated with drink. So the indication there is that Nabat and Abihu had been drinking. Do not drink wine or intoxication, is what chapter 10, verse 9 tells us. You nor your sons, which when you go into the tabernacle of meeting, lest you die, it will be a statue forever throughout your generation, that you may distinguish between holy and unholy, between unclean and clean. Here's the thing. If we are impaired with intoxicated drink or drugs, we cannot distinguish between what is holy and unholy, what is clean and unclean. The Lord wants us to be not under the power of alcohol or drugs. He wants us to be under the power of the Holy Spirit. All right, Adam? That makes perfect sense. That answered the question absolutely splendidly. By saying that, he basically just told me, no, you can't drink. Um, No, marijuana impairs your mind, so you probably shouldn't do that either. No, you can't have glue. No, you can't sniff. I'm not, and just in general, anything that impairs the mind is bad. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's actually quite cut and clean. I enjoy it. Well, All right. Did, that kind of does uh, raise a follow-up question, though. Um, uh, there was a story 
where Jesus turned water into wine. Now, it doesn't say in any of those passages that he drank the wine, though. But I also know that God doesn't lead men to temptation. So if drinking is wine is bad, or if intoxication is wrong, but God turned water into wine, but the Bible also says that God would never tempt man, it's the devil that tempts man, and God's always the one that provides you with a way out. I see... I'm in a quandary about that. Right, and and here's the thing to understand a little bit, and you're asking a good question, because there's there's nothing in when Jesus performed his first miracle at the wedding feast that it it wasn't fermented, that it was the best wine is what it's, it was. The Bible talks about that even in, in the Scriptures, like, for example, Paul told Timothy, take a little wine for your stomach. You got to understand that water wasn't pure. That sometimes wine was something that they would take for their stomachs. It was it was something that um, that was a little bit more uh, uh, common to drink because water was bad, things like that. But yeah, like the how Bible, back in the day, people would drink uh, whiskey right. or wine or beer because it was better than drinking the water. Right. So the Bible doesn't say you can never drink wine, but then you get into the whole. Um, you know, not to be filled with wine, not to be intoxicated with drink, and that's God's desire. So, um, you know, they they had that wine. Uh, there's no indication that J- Jesus drank it, um, but that's kind of where I can go with it with that. And um, and so, um, maybe huh. not satisfactory to you. Okay. Well, regardless, I know that that's a harder question to answer. Here, um, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Adam. That, uh, and then um, we're going to move on real quick before we we end the show. The question for us Christians is not how close I can sail the boat to the rocks without hitting the rocks and sinking. What can I do and get away with, and it's okay with God? The question should be, Lord, everything that I do is it pleasing to you? I don't want to do anything that's going to hurt my relationship with you or, or you know, um, in those gray areas um, that, Lord, can you look at and say, that's good. You know, that's good. That's helpful. It's, it's, a, it's a blessing. We need to pursue, as we were told, holiness and righteousness. And that's what we as Christians are to have that mindset, not how much worldliness can I have or what can I pursue and still be a Christian? How close to the boat can I sail to the rocks before hitting it and sinking? It is, Lord, how can I please you with every area of my life? So, Adam, you know, thanks. Appreciate it. So, okay. we're going to go ahead I, I and get this say, last caller in. So, let's go to line two to Desiree in Thornton. Hello. How are you doing? Good, Desiree. How are you? We got a couple minutes. So, okay, I was um, gonna, a quick, quick question. Adam and um, Eve, where did they go? Did they make it to heaven, or did they not? Because the Lord, they sinned, right? Right. And there was no Savior, right? Right. But here's the thing. Everybody from the Old Testament looked forward to the cross. And in Genesis chapter 3, the promise of Messiah was given to Adam and to Eve. So um, the very first prophecy was given uh, very first um, promise of Messiah after um, the Lord told uh, what was going to happen. He said, 
that um, that and I will put enmities talking to the serpent between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed and he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel so they look forward to the coming of the Messiah and everybody from the Old Testament did and they looked in faith to the coming of Messiah we on this side of the cross we look back to in faith to the cross what Jesus did for us does that help? Okay, so they made they made it to heaven. That's God is the judge. Uh, I assume that they did, you know. But you know, people ask me, was so and so saved? Was so and so saved? Uh, I, I assume they were, but God's the ultimate judge. And yeah. um, so yeah. I'm thinking, oh. I'm thinking I'm going to see Adam and Eve in heaven. And when I see Adam, it's like, come on, Adam. You know, all the weeds I had to pull. Praise the Lord. We and, you know, so all that. To have God in us in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. He didn't leave him or mankind without any hope. So um, why don't we pray? We're getting ready to close okay, here, the show. Thank you, thank you Pastor. Thank you. I you bet. Thanks for calling in, Desiree. And so, Father, we thank you that the sending of Jesus, and Lord, we want to live for him. We want to walk with him. We want to know him. And I thank you for today's show and a lot of tough questions out there and stuff. But Lord, the bottom line is we want to wait for you. We want to walk with you. We want to look to you for answers in our lives. Uh, I know that there are people that are hurting. I know that there are people that, um, that need prayer in every way. So Lord, I pray that you would bless everyone who listened today in Jesus' name. Hey, thanks for today's show. God bless you. We'll see you next time. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.